0: Hi, folks. is Voss here from dot com. Hey, we're coming here with another podcast. Who knew we'd do it again? Like a thousand episodes? Like, or Why would we do it again? I don't know. It seemed like something we should do. You guys are always tuning in. We figured we'd do at least one more. Maybe there might be one after this. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, guys, go to see the video version of this. It's free for an unlimited time on the interwebs. You just type in the Google machine, youtube.com forward slash Chris Voss, and you hit the bell notification button, and you can subscribe to 4,500 videos over there or something. You can watch all of them. And binge-watch them. You Binge-watch them like you do your Netflix, if you would, please, and like them all. Also, go to goodreads.com for Jessica's Voss See everything we're reading and reviewing over there. Also, go to all of our groups, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever new ones the kids are playing at nowadays and they're calling cool. We're trying to keep up with them. Be sure to follow us over there as well. So we're excited to announce my new book is coming out. It's called Beacons of Leadership, Inspiring Lessons of Success in Business and Innovation. It's going to be coming out on October 5th, 2021, and I'm really excited for you to get a chance to read this book. It's filled with a multitude of my insightful stories, lessons, my life, and experiences in leadership and character. I give you some of the secrets from my CEO Entrepreneur Toolbox that I use to scale my business success, innovate, and build a multitude of companies. I've been a CEO for, uh, what is it, like uh, 33, 35 years now. We talk about leadership, the importance of leadership, how to become a great leader, and how anyone can can become a great leader as well. So you can pre-order the book right now wherever fine books are sold. But the best thing to do on getting a pre-order deal is to go to BeaconsOfLeadership.com. That's BeaconsOfLeadership.com. On there, you can find several packages you can take advantage of in ordering the book. And for the same price of what you can get it from someplace else like Amazon, you can get all sorts of extra goodies that we've taken and given away. Uh, different collectors' limited edition, custom-made, numbered book plates that are going to be autographed by me. There's all sorts of other goodies. That you You can get when you buy the book from beaconsofleadership.com. So be sure to go there, check it out, or order the book where refined books are sold. Today, amazing author and coach on the show. He talks about a lot of amazing things. I think you're going to be definitely mind blown away today. He is Michael Anthony, and he is the author of the book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma. He's going to be with us talking about his stuff today, Uh, From Homeless to Hero. Michael is the founder of Think Unbroken, a serial entrepreneur, best-selling author, award-winning speaker, podcast host, and business coach, also an advocate for adult survivors for childhood trauma. Michael started his first business at only eight years old and became an executive at 33 and has worked with multi Fortune 500 brands, small business owners, and entrepreneurs to get clarity on their brand positioning marketing value, and missions. Michael has spoken in over 80 countries, won investments from undercover billionaire Grant Cardone, and is on a mission to end generation trauma in his lifetime. Welcome to the show, Michael. How are you?
1: Chris, I'm amazing, man. I'm sitting here like I need to make a better intro because Chris is bringing the fire.
0: Oh, we bring the fire. It's the coffee, really. It's that It's that. Uh, what, what coffee we're drinking these days, Devil's Mountain Coffee, the highest coffee you can get. Maybe they'll become a sponsor. So welcome to the show. Give us your plugs, your .com, so people can find you on the interwebs.
1: Yeah, totally, man. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Um, very easy. I'm Michael Unbroken across all the platforms everywhere. That's Michael Unbroken. And you can learn about everything that I do, including tons of free content, information, and the app, the podcast, and more. If you just go to thinkunbroken.com, think Unbroken.
0: There you go. There you go. Do you have any four hundred four broken links on your website? I'm just kidding. Probably at least two hundred. <laughs> you and me. If <laughs> not more. So uh, there you go. So let's touch on the book real quick, and then get into some of your other background. What motivated you want to write this book? You have quite the story.
1: Yeah, man. Here's the thing. I've been a writer since I was a kid. Like I, I put myself writer first before coach before entrepreneur. I'm a writer, and I was living out in Asia, Southeast Asia for a while and i I was thinking to myself man i've gone on such this interesting path of healing of changing of growing of understanding things of making it out just from my zip code alone i should be dead or in jail not to mention all the actions that I've, i've taken in my life and and i sat one night as i was thinking i was like I'm going to take what I understand about massive change, and Mm. I'm going to put it together in something practical that can effectively be the 101, the entry level for people who are starting to take this very uncomfortable and difficult journey. And I just sat down one day and I said, I'm going to make this. And I got turned down by I don't know, more publishers and agents than I can count. And then I self-published it and I pushed it to number one and it's sold tens of thousands of copies around the world and back again. But that's just because I, I just wanted to create something that people could use as a companion on their journey.
0: There you go. There you go. So you experienced traumas in your childhood. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So my, Elevator pitch version. My mom, drug addict and alcoholic. She actually cut off my right index finger when I was only four years old. So that kind of gives you that reaction. Right. And and that's the truth of it. And people say, how could someone do that to their child? And it's just the repeating of generational trauma. And my stepfather, super abusive. I spent the majority of my childhood homeless and in poverty. I lived with yeah. 30 three zero different families between eight to 12 years old. I got high for the first time I was 12, drunk at 13. And by by 15, I was expelled from school for selling drugs. The average American story. And I found myself in this position of looking at my life through this scope of trying to figure out how you navigate all the chaos of growing up the way that I grew up. And I always was entrepreneurial minded. And so around the time that I got into a last chance program for to graduate high school to get my diploma, which I still did not graduate on time. I started thinking about the solution for poverty, for abuse, for homelessness, for suffering. And Chris, man, I thought it was money. I was like, oh, it's got to be money. This has got to be the thing. <laughs> and so I, I chased money, and I said, I want to make $100,000 a year legally by the time that I'm 21. Legal was important. My, I got family in prison for life. I've been in handcuffs. And as of today, my three childhood best friends have been murdered over wow. drugs. And I was like, if I keep doing this, I'm going to die. And so I said, all right, that's what I'm going to do. Do it legally. Figure this out. When I was heading into 21, landed a job with a Fortune 10 company, started making my six figures. And that thing that happens to people when they get money for the first time happened to me. And my life got destroyed and turned upside down, even worse than it already was. And I found myself by the time I was 26 being 350 pounds, smoking two packs a day, drinking myself to sleep. And I had this moment one morning. I was laying in bed. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm smoking a joint eating chocolate cake, and watching the CrossFit games. Yeah, that's Friday's And I was, like, I was like, this is rock bottom. This is what it is. This is that moment. So what are you going to do about it? And Chris, in that moment, I made a decision. I looked at myself in the mirror in the bathroom. I had no idea the reflection of my, I did not understand who I was in any capacity. And I said to myself, what are you willing to do to have the life that you want to have? In the words, no excuses, just results. It just started reverberating through my body. And what it really meant in that moment was stop negotiating with yourself. Hmm. And 11 years later, here I am talking to you.
0: There you go. That's amazing, dude. And you've certainly lost a couple of pounds off that 350.
1: There's a couple. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Congratulations. (laughs) I know how hard it is to lose weight, man. Congratulations. No, but this is cool that you had that presence of mind because a lot of people that are traumatized, they don't have that presence of mind until they're like either locked in prison or in a rehab center by order by a judge and even then sometimes the presence of mind doesn't fully kick in they've got to do it a couple times so congratulations for you to cut it off at the past and try and start addressing it and having that presence of mind and so now you act as a coach and someone who inspires and stuff and helps other people get through their trauma is that correct
1: Yeah. And and I want to say this too, because it wasn't that singular moment that created change in my life. There were multiple poor and illy timed decisions that I just got lucky enough to survive. Like, I got into some gnarly things, man. And that moment where I created this change, like that just became the beginning of moving the pendulum. That Mm -hmm. was it. That's all. It was just one step. And so today, yes, I'm honored. It's a privilege. Like I get to help people who have been where I was. And I just look at it as this. If I can just guide them, if I can be the person just one step ahead, that's all I'm trying to be and just show them how to avoid the pitfalls and then show them the practical tools that help them create massive change in their life then they don't have to do this alone and i never planned on doing this Mm -hmm. rewind six years ago there's zero percent chance we're having this conversation (laughs) here's what's really fascinating the the world the universe god spirit i don't care whatever you want to call it said this is the thing that you're supposed to do stop ignoring it lean in face the fear and see what happens
0: yeah, that's a really important thing, facing the fear. A lot of people hide their trauma or they're ashamed by it or they are in denial about it. They don't want to look at it as trauma. What sort of advice do you give people like that? And because I imagine, what's the first step to, if somebody's out there listening and they've experienced trauma or childhood trauma, what's the first step would you recommend for them to start? start getting on the journey that you went on?
1: Yeah. And you're spot on. And the, the hard part about it is that there is shame. There is guilt. There's pain and we all feel it. Like, like child abuse and the things we go through. It's like the elephant in the room of mental health care. Like it drives me crazy that we can't have this conversation without people having fear because you all, you always hear it. You're an adult now. Why don't you get over it? Yeah, and here's up. what I always think about. <laughs> it's like, if it's true, which I believe it is that we are the sum total of all of our experiences leading up to this moment, then that means that everything that's ever happened in our life informs us. And to negate the fact that something bad happened in childhood, that is dismissive. Mm -hmm. And so how do you get to step one? Step one is this. Can you just acknowledge it? Mm -hmm. That's it. It's not about blame. It's not about culpability because the things that happened to you in your youth, those are not your fault. And you cannot carry that weight. You mm-hmm. cannot do that because if you carry that weight, then it will be a burden until the day you die. If you take responsibility for the people who are supposed to take care of you, that is a long, hard, dark road.
0: It definitely is. It definitely is. And you've been certified in several different things and aspects of, of psychology. I'm trying to pull it here. You're a certified clinical traumas professional, right?
1: Yeah. So I have a ton of different certifications Mm -hmm. and certificates and Mm -hmm. this and that because I decided to make a really interesting investment in myself about five years ago. And I just started doing adult like Ph.D. continuing education around trauma and I just Mm -hmm. wanted to learn. Like it yeah. was it It was just like I need to use this so I can make my life different. And that's carried a tremendous amount of weight. And luckily enough, I've been able to work with the Gottliebs. I've been able to work with Pete Walker and v- Vend- uh excuse me, Bessel van der Kolk and a handful of other people. So it's really been beautiful to learn to have the tutelage under people who I consider to be more advanced in this than I am.
0: And look at your website, I noticed you had a lot of great testimonials from people who really overjoyed working with you and how you helped them. I thought those were really amazing.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. Here's the thing. I believe in adamantly... If you bring value to people's lives, like you can help impact them in a positive way. And so that's what Think Unbroken is for me. It's can I make myself obsolete? Like, Mm -hmm. Chris, I think about this a lot, man. It would be an amazing moment in my life if one day somebody picked up my book and they were like, this makes no sense. Childhood trauma. What is that? That is ideal to me. And so I try to do my best to bring value to people's lives so that one day that conversation can take place.
0: That is awesome. As a mentor for adults who've survived child uh, abuse, what sort of uh, things do you provide? I
1: think first and foremost, it's a vehicle for having a conversation Mm -hmm. about something dark that people do not share openly. Mm -hmm. That people are terrified to talk about. And in having that conversation, one of the really beautiful things that happen is that people start to understand frameworks in which they can create change in their life. Now, of course, there's the practical side of coaching in which we dive into all the things that I've created from the education and my own life experiences. But I think first and foremost, the one thing I've experienced and all of the people that I've coached is this general connection of feeling communal of, man, I'm not in this alone. Because yeah. I felt like when I started this journey, I was like, man, I feel so alone. I can't talk about this because 11 years ago, nobody was having this conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think being alone is the hardest part or feeling alone. Like you either can't talk about it or you feel like and i've I've noticed that in my journeys of being transparent about life challenges years ago, I had one of my first dog children die, and it was it happened within thirty minutes of a seizure, and just within moments, my whole life was turned upside down of my little dog family and i I shared out how I was feeling on social media I didn't want to share it and But by being transparent and opening up about it, not only did it help me, but helped like a whole mess of other people that were going through or had not gotten closure with their deaths of their family or animals. And I was really surprised at how, whoa, okay, I'm not alone. There's a whole lot of other people and, and they're very, and they're hugging me. And this isn't as bad as I thought it would be. But I think it's hard for people to cross over that bridge sometimes for the first time.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of fear and shame involved in that. Mm -hmm. Right. People are afraid that they'll be judged. People are afraid that they'll be condemned. And the one thing that I've discovered, probably more so than anything in my travels and living around the world, is that people are unbelievably kind and supportive and there for you. And yet we get inundated and indoctrinated by the media that says, be scared of everyone. And I'm like, that's not true. It's just not. And I think that there, there is fear in any time that we put ourselves out there, shame, judgment, ridicule. But when you face your fear, beautiful things happen. Imagine if you didn't do what you did. Mm-hmm. You'd have a different story right now. Yeah. Very
0: different. I'd probably, it'd probably be eating me alive inside. And I think that's the real problem with uh, childhood trauma is it eats people alive. It eats your brain alive. It eats your soul alive. It eats everything about you alive. And, And it's, I think I saw Oprah talk about it one time. And there was a guy on, uh, it was Leaving Neverland, the Leaving Neverland movie. And after the movie of Leaving Neverland, um, they talked, they were talking, Oprah was interviewing the two boys and a guy got up who'd been, I think he'd been in the NFL and he said, the poison is what you hold inside or something like that until you get it out. It's, it just festers and, and destroys you. And so sometimes just speaking your truth and talking about it helps people resolve it or helps them get on that journey to resolving it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You carry this tremendous amount of suffering within you and that's got to escape somehow. And so a lot of times it's these coping mechanisms that we have. It's video games. It's drugs. It's sex. It's alcohol. It's workaholism. It's all of these things that are numbing. It's yeah. all these things that we go to because guess what's easier than facing the truth of the reality of your life running mm-hmm. from it? And I did that for a long time. And that's how my life turned into what it was because I just looked at it and I said, the further away I can get from that, hopefully the better things will be. But in reality, the further I got away from it, the worse my life got. Now, look, I will say this. I don't think people need to take their stories. I don't think it needs to be on the internet or social media. You don't need to write a book. You don't have to coach. You don't have to do podcast. You don't have to do any of those things. But you do have to have a conversation with somebody who can help proctor that in a way that can be beneficial on your healing journey because the more that you hold it just to your point like it is a poison it will kill you
0: it will and it destroys everything around you just relationships people struggle with it and and it affects their relationships it affects everything in their life and and it's good that they have people like you say to talk to and and seek help from what are some of the other things you want to touch on for people that you do with them when you help them
1: yeah look i'll tell you this i don't help anybody chris Mm. That's a misnomer in coaching. Mm. The only thing I do is I sit and show you a roadmap. It is so much like Neo and the Morpheus red, blue, red pill, blue pill. And I help guide you through this. It's a guide. I'm like, I'm a Sherpa of this chaos. And it's very much about helping you make tactical and practical understandings and decisions about how to navigate your life in a way to overcome the limitations that are sometimes self-imposed, but most often imposed from those before you. And in that, one of the things that we do is we create frameworks and roadmaps and changes in the way that we think about what's possible. Mm Because think about this, man. And and I know that this is true for me. I would assume it's probably true for you and most people. Sometimes it's just one thing. One thing we need to hear, one thing we need to understand, one thing that we need to make meaning of that changes everything. And so when I'm working with people, whether it's in groups or one-on-one or a book or a podcast or this, can we give people one tool that they can carry with them that can hopefully change the way that they think about possibility in their life? Because so much of the experience of coming through trauma is learning how to turn yourself off. And what I'm trying to do is help you discover who you are through showing you simply ways that you can step into that and help yourself.
0: Definitely. You give people a lot of tools, a mindset over everything. Tell us a little bit about that. I find that quite interesting.
1: Yeah, if you could actually, you can't see it, but in front of me, there is a giant sign that says mindset over everything. Mm -hmm. And that is because when you get this thing, this mind, this brain of yours in connection with possibility, then possibility starts to happen. But, Chris, here's the thing. Like, people always are like, mindset. What is mindset? Let me give it to you in a really simple, practical way. Mm -hmm. What you think becomes what you speak. What you speak become your actions and your action become your reality. And Mm. right now you are telling yourself things that if you said to me, you would get punched in the face or arrested (laughs) and you're expecting yourself to be successful. It doesn't work that way. Mm. And so in a very practical sense, I want you to think about something. If you take a pen and I challenge you to take a pen and write this down, I am. I am the kind of person who is kind to myself. Mm. I am the kind of person who is kind to myself. Why does that matter? Because think about this. How would a person act in the world if they were kind to themselves? What you think becomes what you speak, become your action, become your reality. And so if you move into this place where you're thinking about, okay, if I'm operating through this scope of kindness, and I understand that the way that I think my mindset is what matters more than anything on planet Earth, when it comes to making decisions that create change in your life, If operating through the scope of kindness, you will consider what would a person of kindness do in this moment to create the life that they want to have. And if you understand and you leverage the truth of the reality that the only way life changes is through making hard decisions and the most kind thing that you can do is honor that, your life will be very different.
0: Uh, Amen. (laughs) I just lost my words there. Amen. You talk about accountability and stuff. I've been on this uh, thing where I've been really, the word accountability and victim mindset has really been on my mind lately and some of the things I've been studying and what's going on in the world and identifying people that seem to get stuck in a victim mindset and they just writhe in it. They're just, they almost bathe in it after a while. It just becomes an identity for them for victim mindset. And you talk on your website about accountability. Could you touch on some of that?
1: Yeah, I think accountability is such an important part of this journey. And I don't think that people really rationalize how important it is to take responsibility for your life. Mm -hmm. Look, by all means, be the victim. I get it. I played that role for a long time. You don't get to where I was in life without doing that. And then you have to face the reality that at some point you're going to have to be responsible for your future. Now, again, Mm -hmm. this doesn't mean you take culpability. It is not your fault that bad things happen to you, but you're going to have to take responsibility over what's next. Let me put it like this. You own a house, right? You walk outside every day and in your front yard, there's trash. You didn't put the trash there, but it's your house. So what are you going to do about it? And that's really difficult because that means that you have to acknowledge and you have to take action. You have to change the way you think and you have to hold yourself true to your word. You have to build trust with yourself from doing difficult things, from showing up when you say you're going to show up and doing what you say you're going to do. And in that scope of accountability, that's where you start to see that pendulum have momentum and start to push you forward into what's next for you. And accountability is the base, it's so important and it's so overlooked because people are afraid that they can create the life that they want. Because here's what's really interesting on the backside of accountability is the potential to do anything. Okay. Wow.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's the hardest thing. I, I, some people, it becomes an identity for them, the victim mindset. And no one wants to say, Hey, something trauma happened to you as a child and or whatever happened to you is, is we don't discount that, but there, there comes a certain time where you have to go, Hey, I got to fix this and move on with my life. Uh, you can't keep dragging that thing through your whole life. Otherwise your whole life's gonna be miserable. But I think there's some people that kind of enjoy the misery of it, the drama of it. I don't know. But uh definitely getting to accountability and, and breaking those things down. This is pretty cool. I love how you do this because it's been in my mind I we when we had we were on, I don't know if you got on Clubhouse app when it was really hot last, like Grant Cardone's been on there a lot. We, we'd hold little rooms and forums and there would be people that come in and we create a safe space and, and there'd be people that talk about their trauma from childhood and stuff. And I was just shocked at how much of it there was. I don't... I Probably shouldn't be shocked, considering how awful human nature is. But it's it still was shocking, and, and some of the stories were heartbreaking and wrenching, and and you just realize how much trauma and damage is out there. It was it was insightful, and and I think it's important that more people have resources like yourself to take and do this.
1: Yeah. If you go and look at a lot of the research and the studies that point towards the implications of trauma in, mm-hmm. in Western society, particularly, there are certain studies that say 83% of all people have a traumatic childhood experience. Wow. I would argue it's probably, when you think about non-reports, when you think about yeah. things must stay inside the home, when you yeah. think about people don't know how to handle that when something bad happens to a child. I, Dude, I honestly, like Chris, no joke, I really think it's probably like, Ninety-five like percent. That's so when true. When you When you think about that, and you're like, and I'm not saying people have perfect childhoods. I don't think people have perfect parents. I don't think that's the measurement for it. But a lot of bad things happen, and they'll keep sweeping them under the rug. And mm-hmm. it's no wonder our society's such a mess right now. The great
0: hand-me-down regeneration of trauma and mess, and and all sorts of stuff. My my trauma was the uh, plastic couches in the '70s. And the and you were never allowed in the living room. I think it was living room, family room, living room. You ever, you ever heard that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was part yeah. of my generation. The living room was some kind of temple that you were never allowed into because company might be coming over at any moment. Yeah. that never came over, and then of course the plastic couches that <laughs> if you ever did sit on, then they would rip most of your skin off when you got up. And those were usually in the cars too as well. So that's the highlight of my some of, some of my trauma. But yeah, and then I think it was the 1970s tan colored refrigerator. Maybe that was it from Sears. Anyway, just doing jokes here. Let's talk a little about what you do with brands and leadership and stuff. Let's uh, get into some of that. You talk about how to overcome fear and finding your power in your brand voice. A lot of people are looking for that. Let's talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, I've been fortunate enough to be in marketing and branding for the better part of a decade now. I think anytime that you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, you run multiple businesses, you're a VP or an exec, like you have to understand your brand identity because the, the truth is if you cannot convey your brand to the forward-facing marketplace, you're going to get lost in the shuffle of the chaos of everything that's happening. and And one of the reasons I think it's really interesting to be willing to face fear in stepping through brand identity is because you have to put yourself out there. There are people like this idea, if you build it, they will come is so silly. They're (laughs) not coming. They're not coming because you didn't invite them. You didn't tell them. You're supposed to invite them? What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look. If you want to, if you want to build something in your life, you're going to have to tell people. You're going to have to tell people. You're going to have to tell people. And you're and and the shame and the fear and the judgment that we have about our ideas and our dreams, you're going to have to step through that, mm. because on the backside of that, you may save somebody's life. You that's may true. impact the world in some traumatic and dramatic way. That's Im- incredible impossible beautiful and yet you're worried about the people on instagram judging you keep doing that and watch yourself not be successful and it's hard because look we have these dreams we want to put it out there and people are going to judge you but guess what they already are and what does that have to do with you
0: that's true that's true well what's that online from fight club we buy things to impress people that don't give a crap about us.
1: Yeah, you are not your khakis, man. <laughs> yeah, you're not yeah. your
0: khakis. You're not here. Your, yeah, you're not. T- Why do we know these things? Fuck Martha Stewart. Yeah, th- these are really important. You also talk about how to own your story and how to stand out in the marketplace.
1: Let's get into a little bit of that. Yeah, I think that's the big part of it, right? When um, When you're moving into any market, And people will often say markets are oversaturated. I don't think that's true. I think you're just not good yet. And the thing that you have to understand about that is when you're in this position of leveraging your story to create impact in the world, that's what people relate to. Go back 10,000 years when we were sitting around the fire eating buffalo or whatever it was that we were doing as mankind, it was storytelling. Go look at the writing on the walls, storytelling, books, storytelling, podcast, storytelling. Tell your story. Talk about what it is that you're trying to do. Tell people why you're doing it, how you're doing it, who you're doing it with and what you want to do. Share the story, share your experiences, share your life. And look, I will say this, if you're in a position where you're in a service-based business, people are going to connect with you because of who you are. If you're in a product-based business, people are going to connect with you because of having a voice that connects to them and what they want in the world. Mm -hmm. And so when you understand how to leverage your own experiences to share that in the forward-facing market, people are going to connect with you. Think about this. I don't know Cadillac. I have no idea who Cadillac is, but I know who Chris Voss is.
0: Well, you do? Well, that makes one of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. What about leadership? I'm trying to speed around a few things here because I know you're pressed for time when you're hard out. I just wrote a book on leadership. Leadership starts with real vulnerability. I'm interested in your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, people have an amazing bullshit detector. <laughs> it's unbelievably good. Yeah. And if you as a leader, people look. When the Titanic was sinking and the captain was like, no, we're fine. Everybody else was like, I don't believe you. (laughs) (laughs) You got to keep it real with people, man. Everybody on my team, I got dozens of people who work under me. They all know the truth. We're Mm -hmm. super authentic in any vertical that I'm in in business. We keep it real because people want it real. And they're Mm going to know if you're not. And if you're scared, like, guess what? They're already scared too. And for yeah. you to come in and pretend everything is okay, man, you're setting yourself up for failure in a way that you don't even understand yet.
0: I have this image in my head of the Titanic captain going, Oh, it actually it was the Iraqi guy. There there you go. There's the Iraqi guy. I, uh, the Titanic guy's up to his waist in water. Everything's fine. But now I'm thinking of that Iraq guy. Remember the Iraq guy in the first world war? He's like, The Americans, we beat them. The the, the war is over, we win. You remember Baghdad Bob, they called him. I don't even remember that from the First World War. But he was like getting up as Baghdad's falling and everything, just totally trying to PR the whole war that Saddam was
1: winning. It's crazy to me if you ignore the truth, yeah. what will happen?
0: Everything is fine. Nothing to see here. Move along.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that works until you have to go bankrupt, fire all your employees, yeah. close down shop, and make what you can back out of the money you owe.
0: Yeah, it's like that meme where the everything's on fire and the little dog's going, "This is fine."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is, and, yeah. and people know it's not fine. Yeah, they know it's not fine. Yeah,
0: and you have got to be vulnerable. I think a lot of people mistake that being a leader, you've got to be you know tough all the time. Me tough, me bad. No, no vulnerability. I don't know. Monkeys yeah. don't say that, evidently. Yeah, I'm no, sure. and,
1: and I think if you want to be an effective leader, the mm. vulnerability side about it is about human connection. That's true. Let let be a human. Be a leader who is a human allow yourself to connect with your team, with your people, because Mm. they want. the reality is people want to be led to a certain extent. I know I do. That's why I have mentors. Show me how to get to where I want to go. Mm. And so when you're being an effective leader, if you're showing people through the pitfalls and the successes, they're going to trust you more.
0: There you go. There you go. This has been wonderfully insightful to learn more about you and your book and how things are going. Anything more you want to touch on before we go out?
1: Yeah, man. Look, I I think at the end of the day, the the number one thing that anyone can do if they want to create the life that they want to have is they start with facing the fear. We all Mm -hmm. have fear. It's right there in front of you and you can touch it and you can smell it and you can see it. And it's the thing that keeps you awake at night. And if you want to die with no regrets, you've Mm -hmm. got to face your fears. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you this, my, my biggest fear is on my deathbed I will wonder what if. And because I'm so scared of that, every day I push myself forward. Mm. And so you have to understand something. You're not promised tomorrow. And that thing that you want to build, create, do, that job you want to leave, that relationship you want to start, whatever it is, mm. it's on the other side of your decision to face what's in front of
0: you. You get around that uh, fear of when you die. You, before you die, you order a tombstone of just the middle finger. That's what I, that's my plan. I just came up with that. It's really, I gotta write that down.
1: It works out for you. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna have to reinforce the middle finger because I think a lot of cemeteries are gonna gonna be breaking that thing off. So, anyway, this has been wonderfully insightful. Thanks for coming on the show, Michael. We certainly appreciate it. Thanks for being
1: here and sharing your wisdom and knowledge. Yeah, it's my pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much.
0: There you go, guys. Uh, Also, order up his book, contact him at his website, Think Unbroken Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma. Did we get your plugs in? Your dot coms again?
1: Yep, it's at thinkunbroken.com, and I'm on all the social media at Michael Unbroken.
0: There you go. There you go. Thanks, much for tuning in. Uh, go to YouTube.com, for chess Chris Voss, hit the bell notification button. Go to goodreads.com, for chess Chris Voss. Also go to Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all those crazy places the kids are playing at nowadays. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Be good to each other, and we'll see you guys next time. So we're excited to announce my new book is coming out. It's called Beacons of Leadership, Inspiring Lessons of Success in Business and Innovation. It's going to be coming out on October 5th, 2021, and I'm really excited for you to get a chance to read this book. It's filled with a multitude of my insightful stories, lessons, my life, and experiences in leadership and character. I give you some of the secrets from my CEO Entrepreneur Toolbox that I use to scale my business success, innovate, and build a multitude of of companies. I've been a CEO for, uh, what is it, like uh, 33, 35 years now. We talk about leadership, the importance of leadership, how to become a great leader, and how anyone can become a great leader as well. So you can pre-order the book right now wherever fine books are sold, but the best thing to do on getting a pre-order deal is to go to beaconsofleadership.com. That's beaconsofleadership.com. On there, you can find several packages you can take advantage of in ordering the book. And for the same price of what you can get it from someplace else like Amazon, you can get all sorts of extra extra goodies that we've taken and given away, Uh, different collectors, limited edition, custom-made numbered book plates that are going to be autographed by me. There's all sorts of other goodies that you can get when you buy the book from beaconsofleadership.com. So be sure to go there, check it out, or order the book where refined books are sold.